Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, Rutherford County Election Administrator Alan Farley joining us and um, got a lot of interesting things to talk about here today. Alan, how are you? I'm doing good, Brian. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. Um, been noticing a lot of information about redistricting out there, and I, I think maybe for, for folks it's really confusing. They you know, don't really necessarily understand all that goes into it, so I thought maybe you could help us out with some of that today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, Brian. You're exactly right because I have people say, now, how does this affect my taxes? How does this affect my you know public services? And I'm like, has nothing to do with that. This yeah. is strictly on you know basically your representation uh, at local government. So uh, so sometimes you do have those kind of questions that come up. They don't understand the magnitude or or what it's limited to. And uh, but this what it does is basically based off of a um, a court case from years ago uh, is that one man or one person one vote. And so when we we complete the census, then what we do is we take that data and bring it back and then we divide it up amongst 21 um, county commission districts uh, so we try to figure out what is that ideal population and in, in 10 years ago in the 2010 census uh, so when redistricting was done then the districts were basically based on right at about 12,000 or so um, residents per district the ideal population today is 16,261 I believe it is so there's been you know a, a considerable amount of change and uh, we ended up our total population uh, was 341,648 I believe was the the total number now that's uh, in the 2020 census that's in the in the 2020 census okay and uh, uh, but yeah we're um, 341 um, four, six, 486 486 486 so 341 486 and that was up from do you remember what though uh right at 262,000 okay but i'm not exactly uh, it's close it's it's close to to two it's 262 plus a little bit so that is a a pretty considerable change we had 30 percent growth uh over over the past 10 years which was the second largest in the state and uh, Williamson County uh, was the first, and then we were the second fastest growing. Now, one of the interesting things was the census population is done in what was called census blocks. So, which you have boundaries, and, and, and which could be a neighborhood block. Of course, as you get into the rural areas, it could be its boundaries, with, which it could be a railroad track, it could be um, a road, a lake, a river. Uh, where you have something that you can have land that has a boundary. Mm-hmm. So if there's no roads or, or anything going through there, you know, so your boundaries are, are, are a lot bigger. Uh, so with those, you do tend to get into situations to where you can have a large population uh, or very small population uh, based off of, you know, the size of your, of your census block. Well, so when those uh, are done, the population is actually shifted by census blocks. So it's like a game of dominoes. So, you know, you go ahead and you move this here and then you move this one here. So with GIS mapping, uh, the technology has made such a vast improvement because when I, I've been doing this since 1990, 
basically we had large paper maps. Yeah. And of course, back then I had my eyesight was a whole lot better, and I don't have to wear these contacts and readers. But um, uh, you know, you've got small census data on those maps, and so you're going through and adding up on a calculator and trying to draw with a marker here. So now it's just it, the technology has made so much uh, advance advancement there that it's, it didn't take near as long to to develop those districts so uh, the the census is what kind of triggers redistricting and uh, you know i had somebody we were having a conversation about this and they said well we have a census every few years it seems like and those are special census you know uh, but there's no redistricting based on those no sir i mean um, what you have is is you can have a special census i know sometimes because of large growth, a municipality may do a special census, which they pay, uh, you know, census uh, takers to go out and and take that data or to calculate that data. That's in order to get more funding, more funding from from Washington D.C. Yeah. get more shared revenues, things of that nature. Uh, but at that point, that doesn't affect it. Now we do have estimates uh, that you will see a lot of times if you uh, research it. It will say census estimates, you know, population estimates. And that's taking in, you know, building permits and, you know, water connections and, and all that kind of stuff of, uh, you know, things that happen, activity within mm-hmm. the community and trying to determine um, what the population estimate may be. I'm sure they use those estimates to decide, okay, it's time to do a special census because we could be getting X amount more money. Exactly. Right. And in a lot of cases, you know, I, I was looking at this process before we got the data because we got the data about five or six months later than normal because of COVID and because of uh, some issues with the, at the uh, Census Bureau, uh, getting that information back to us. So uh, we were looking and kind of trying to figure out where the, we all knew, we, we all knew Blackman was going to be the west part of, of the county and the city was going to be, you know, a, a large uh, change. And, uh, and really that southwestern quadrant of the county uh, was the largest you know we had 50 56% growth wow uh, just in the district district 20 itself and so that district went uh, kind of using an example of the size of a dollar bill down to the size of a dime just because of the density of that population and so then you've got to figure out a way okay what do we do with with all of this population where do we shift uh, you know of course then you have school board and road board zones that that by private act, you know, certain districts make up certain zones. So you've got to have those to be contiguous, meaning they have to join or connect somehow, some way. And uh, so it gets it gets a little tricky trying to figure out a, a pathway mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to shift the population and to try to find that balance. So where where are we in the and and we're we're uh, strictly talking about Rutherford County in terms of like local commission districts at this point too. Correct. Yeah. Okay. The, the the this committee the county is only responsible for uh, dist, uh, dist, redistricting and, and redistributing the population based off of county population only. Your state legislative house and senate um, uh, district lines. And your our congressional district lines are all determined by the state house, the state senate, and the general assembly. Okay, and and their work's going on. We'll kind of tie all of that together in a second. So we're strictly talking about, you know, county commission and and you mentioned road board and school board, and those are in zones. So where are we in this in this process? Do you have kind of here's what we want to do, or uh, how is that working? We've actually the county commission, which the county commission. 
of each county is ultimately responsible by state statute to be the one to determine what those boundaries are. So uh, up until 10 years ago, uh, the election commissions uh, has been the ones who had determined those boundaries, had done redistricting. Well, there was a committee. Uh, this was a recommendation from the Se Secretary of State's office for them, for the counties to establish a committee. Uh, that committee uh, can be however the, each county sees uh, fit. So um, this, this time, uh, the county commission um, appointed uh, four members of its legislative body, uh, the speaker uh, pro tem and the chairman of the uh, steering committee, and then two other commissioners at large. And then they appointed a Republican and a Democratic member of the election commission. And then they uh, appointed a citizen at large. So that way um, you had a, a diverse group. Uh, you know, you had people from the north part of the county. You had some from the rural part. You had some from Murfreesboro. Uh, and so um, uh, then you had, the, you know, the, of course, the political uh, differences. Uh, you had re Republican-Democrat representation. Um, and that's, but the biggest thing was, it was trying to figure out this committee's responsibility is to say, okay, here's what our current map is, set our guidelines. And we did. We established guidelines based off of, past precedent, uh, has, which had been doing, going on since 90, uh, 2000, then 2010, and now 2020 census. So those are the guidelines that were set. And then we'll be, we'll be having our fourth meeting uh, tonight. Uh, our, we've been meeting um, every Wednesday night uh, since September the 8th, I believe it was, uh, and going through uh, the data. We started out with our, our initial um, guideline was we're going to take our existing boundaries and we're going to shift the population. You know, some areas had to grow, some areas had to reduce. Well, the interesting thing was the whole east side of the county, they had to grow the most. They've had the least amount of growth. Well, then you had the west side, so you really it wasn't like you had to pull from the from the center of, of the county over a little bit left or right or whatever. We were having to pull it directly from one end of the county to the other. So you moved so, west to east. Yeah, west to east. So what you did was, you know, you pulled from the middle districts to the e, you know to the east, and then you pulled from the west to the middle um, uh, districts that way, and then you had to kind of divide it up because you had about five five districts in the southwest part of the county that has such dramatic growth uh, that um, that you know we were having to take that population and then once we started having to pull it up north and northwest and and, uh, and northeast so we had a good group a, a good working committee that worked well together so our our plan tonight is to go we could have we could have finalized this plan last wednesday but after we got done, what I wanted uh, the committee to do, I'm chairing, chairing this committee, what I wanted the committee to do was to go ahead and let's look at the maps, let's go back and study it, uh, you know, take a week and see, if, you know, is there any tweaks that we need to make, anything that would make improvements, uh, you know, maybe something that we uh, thought we, we intended to do, but was it, did we keep at our best keep communities whole you don't want to go and split you know i'll say a last cast is a milton or um you know or a, a rockvale eagleville you, know, you want to try to keep those uh communities whole if possible you, you don't know? want to have like four different districts in that one community or right something. you don't want to use highway 96 uh 
was it east or, or I guess it's east. Yeah. Uh, you know, dividing. So on the right side in Velasquez's, you have one county commissioner, and then you have on the left side, you know, another county commissioner. You know, you want to keep those communities whole. Uh, sometimes when you get into you know the Blackman, what we know is the Blackman community really is not there anymore. I mean, it's just a you know high density um, you know um, municipality uh, now. So uh, and we've seen that with with Blackman and Amable, some of those um, areas that have really moved away from that rural identity uh, into more of just a you know, bustling you know municipality. Mm-hmm. So, but but you want to try to keep those those common interests together if at all possible. Uh, Rutherford County Election Administrator Alan Farley joining us today. It's it, it's it's akin to like in Nashville, you have the Germantown area of Nashville. Well, it's all considered Nashville, so you know that would be like um, uh, Murfreesboro. It's all Murfreesboro, but Blackman is is kind of like a Germantown, for instance, just kind of to 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 bring that into our minds. But the the growth has been so tremendous uh in in certain areas i'm sure that sixteen thousand plus number that you gave there are some districts that are maybe a little bigger than that some a little smaller just based on the geography but that's kind of the the baseline for where you tried to start is that would that be fair that is and of course you know like district two which is the last cases milton area district four which is the readable uh kittrell area uh district six which is you know the uh christiana buchanan uh, area those are, are large um, landmass of course district eight um, which is Eagle Rock Bell Midland you know those are the largest landmass because it's still rural uh, so you don't have the high density population and then when you get into uh, places like you know Blackman um, you get into uh, you know the the highway 96 uh, west uh, area there across the interstate you know, there's such high density in you know um, Laverne I joke I joke with some of my other counterparts in some of our smaller counties in the state and um, and I say well you know what I've got a I've got one precinct that's <clears throat> larger than your entire county's population yeah you know because you look at you know like in Laverne uh, Laverne uh, district one one you know there's right at eight thousand eighty two hundred uh, residents in that one district you know Pickett County, Clay County, they don't have 8,200 people in their entire county. Period. Yeah. Or Crockett County. So, so you know, which is kind of unique. We're talking about one small section. You know, really, of in that uh, aspect, we're talking about one subdivision uh, that um, that has that much population, that such a density. So, so it does. You know, each area is kind of unique and different. And uh, and so that's that's one of the things that this committee has looked at to try to make sure that um, that's, that's taken into account. And one of the things that's kind of bothered me, and always has, but it's just because of the way you know, you've got that northern tip of of Laverne. I think that's the pool pool knob area mm-hmm. uh, up there around the lake. But I mean, but for years that's been represent the rep- the county commissioner has been in the third district. And so I said, this is one thing that we're going to change because, you know, the third commission, the third district commissioner, you know, is represents all the way to Memorial Boulevard, uh, in Murfreesboro in Lills, part of Murfreesboro and, and, and oh, Lills wow. right off Sulphur Springs Road, right off of Murphy's, you know, Memorial, not far from Memorial. So that commissioner really has no idea what those residents there deal with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, but by, by the way the crow flies, the best way to access that that area because of Percy Priest Lake 
is on the outer side coming up from you know the um, um, uh, the Leanna the Canesville you know community or uh, is it Cane- yeah, Couchville K- Ca- yeah Couchville Pike and, Couchville, yeah. yeah yes Couchville not Canesville Canesville's that that's last Cassis <laughs> um, but you know is accessing that so that's just the way that that has always been drawn so so we this new map will have it that's part of the Laverne district because those people have more in common with Laverne residents than they do people who live in in, yeah. in North Murfreesboro. So um, a couple more things here before we wrap up. You've got this um, this this plan tonight. You expect to pass that? Yeah. What we'll do is we'll come back, take um, recommendations, taking um, of any tweaks that the committee wants to make, and then we will go ahead and adopt. A, a map and then at that point our work as a committee is done uh, we will go ahead and forward that uh, final map to the county commission uh, my, my hope is is to go ahead and, and we present it at the October meeting because that gives them an opportunity they don't have to I mean they can they can adopt it they can reject it they can they has, come back has, and do it again <laughs> has to be amended yeah. uh, so in case something uh, those are done we can come back. The committee can re- can meet, and then that way we can take it back to a November uh, meeting for any changes that if they if they want um, changes made. Because the real thing is the, the the deadline or the first day to pull qualifying petitions for candidates who will run in these districts is December twentieth. So if we if the closer we get it to the December meeting, I mean if we went to the December meeting. We've got that Thursday. We approve it. Well, then we've got all the stuff we've got to get done. And four days later, we start issuing petitions. So I was like, you know, we need to make sure that we do this thing properly. Well, the candidates need to know whether exactly. they're even in that district or exactly. whether some other district exactly. or something like that. Yeah. And then once this gets done, our office will take the biggest brunt of the work because what that has to be done then, 200,000 voters' records have to be updated. You know, some may not because if they didn't shift out of the district, but if they move from one district to the other, all that data needs to be uh, inputted into our database to make sure that people are getting the right ballot uh, come the May 2022 election. Uh, And of course, you know, we'll also have uh, the legislative districts will come back uh, in January. And again, that work is totally independent of what you're doing. Correct. That's Correct. done by the state house and the the state senate. Correct. Because Correct. there, you know, there's conversation about uh, you know with our population growth, we're likely to gain at least a, a new state representative. I think. Yes, I mean we, we could get a full, we could get anywhere from a, a large portion of a new one or a full uh, portion of a new one. Yeah, d- depending on what work that that they do, and then mm-hmm. and the the congressional districts. That's done on the federal level. No, that's actually done oh, in Nashville. Done, yeah. done in Nashville, okay. right? Because I mean, the, the so the legislature will actually meet, and then I'm sure I'm sure they get federal input from the each oh, member. Uh-huh. Uh, each member. Um, so at that point, what they'll do is they will go ahead and they will uh, draw those districts, and then of course there's been a huge shift even with at the state legislative level. There's been such a huge shift of population uh, from west to middle. Uh, west Tennessee actually lost population. East Tennessee did not grow as much. So what you're seeing is, is that a lot of that population of those districts now are having to grow 
and encompass more counties in the western part. So what you'll see is so there's going to be a major shift of, of some districts may shift from that may be currently a West Tennessee district, but may become a Middle Tennessee district because of where the population is. Yeah, uh, folks will probably remember uh, Bart Gordon's old district and all of that changed. I guess that was with the 2000, was it that not? Changed, that changed in the 2010. 2010. Yeah, okay. 2010. And so then, you, you know, the, the whole county makeup was different. So we're probably going to see something about that uh, down the road as well. And all of that information, you have to gather all of that to get things ready for next election year, right? Correct, correct. And of course, you know, if you remember back in the, in the 70s, you know, we were in the fourth, Brunswick County was in the fourth district. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert Gore Jr. was a fourth district congressman. And then redistricting occurred in the 80s, then it became the sixth district. And we were in the sixth district up until 2010, then we reverted back to the fourth district. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's um, you know, of course, uh, there's been a lot of different scenarios out there, what's going to happen congressionally. Uh, I'll just leave that to Nashville. We're not involved in that. Uh, or what's going to happen with the new districts and where they're going to go and, and all that. We're just, we're just responsible for the local districts, and that's what we're taking care of. Alan, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. It's been very informative, and uh, thanks to, to you and your committee here on the hard work you've been putting in. Well, thank you very much, and I always look forward to coming and educating the folks and listeners on WGNS. All right. Alan Farley, Rutherford County Election Administrator, joining us here today on Rutherford Issues.